0: You could call it the irony of humility, or the irony about humility. The irony of humility is this. The more you consider yourself to be humble, the less humble you actually are. The more you think that you have mastered the virtue of humility in your life, the less humility you actually have in your heart. Thinking that you're humble, my brothers and sisters, is really a manifestation of pride. Pride, of course, is one of the seven deadly sins. You might say that the person who thinks he's humble is merely proud of his humility, though he misunderstands what humility actually is. Jesus makes very clear the importance of humility in the Gospel text we just heard from Luke 14, as does Sirach in our first reading, when he says... My child, conduct your affairs with humility, and you will be loved more than a giver of gifts. Humble yourself the more, the greater you are, and you will find favor with God. Now, contrary to popular belief, the genuinely humble person does not think less of himself than he should. It's a very common misunderstanding. Thinking thinking less of yourself than you should is called having a poor self-image, and that's not what God wants for us. Quite oppositely, the genuinely humble person does think of himself as he should, because he knows and he accepts the full truth about himself, not just part of the truth. The genuinely humble person knows, for example, that he's created in the image and likeness of Almighty God himself, and as such, he knows that he has a dignity, a value, beyond anything else in the material universe. He also understands that God loves him just as he is although too much to let him stay that way. The genuinely humble person knows that he's been given gifts, that he's been blessed in special and unique ways by God, and that everything that's truly good in his life and in his heart ultimately comes from the hand of the Lord. So he gives God, and not himself, the glory for all of it. And at the same time, the genuinely humble person sees himself as a wretched sinner, A sinner who needs reconciliation with God each and every day of his life. He knows he can't save himself by his own good deeds. He knows he can't earn God's forgiveness by his own power. And so every day he makes the tax collector's prayer his own. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Remember that tax collector in the temple? Pharisee was there too. Told God how great he was. tax collector merely said to the Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. So the truly humble person would never make the mistake of taking the place of prominence at the banquet table, that table that Jesus talks about in this Gospel text. He would know better. I came across a great quote of Mother Teresa's this past week about humility. Mother Teresa said, If you are humble, nothing will touch you, neither praise nor disgrace, because you know what you are. If you are blamed, you will not be discouraged. If they call you a saint, you will not put yourself on a pedestal. Whenever I read a quote like that, I realize how far I have to go to achieve genuine humility in my own life. But you know, that's to be expected, because growing in humility is a lifelong process. A process that will only stop at the end, when we go before the Lord in the afterlife, and we see ourselves in God's perfect light, then and only then will we see His greatness and our smallness, our weakness, with perfect clarity. Now if ever in the future you are tempted to think otherwise, if ever you are tempted in the future to think that you no longer need to be part of this process, that you've arrived at humility, well then my suggestion is, Get yourself a copy of The Litany of Humility and read it. Read it slowly. Read it carefully. Think about what you're saying. That'll cure you of your pride pretty quickly, believe me. Without a doubt, The Litany of Humility is one of the most difficult and challenging prayers that's ever been written. In all honesty, because of my own pride, I have great difficulty praying this prayer from my heart. I can say it with my mouth. I can say any prayer with my mouth. To say it with my heart? Uh. Interestingly enough, it was written in the early 20th century by Cardinal Mary Delval, who was the Secretary of State under Pope St. Pius X, our patron saint. I'll conclude my homily today by reading this prayer to you. Some of you may know it, I'm sure. By the way, if you do know it, I would respectfully ask you not to pray it out loud along with me today. Just listen. Listen carefully to these words. You'll see what I mean by it when I call it a tough, difficult prayer. O oh Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved... deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being extolled... deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being honoured... deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being praised... deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others... deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being consulted... deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being approved... Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, Deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world others may increase and I may decrease, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I unnoticed. Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That's one tough prayer, my friends. Now if you can say that prayer and truly mean it, really mean it in the depths of your heart, that's a sign you're on the right road in your life. And that's great. Praise God for His grace at work in you and in your life. But then do not make the mistake, the catastrophic mistake, of thinking you have reached the goal of becoming a genuinely humble person. Because as I said at the beginning of my homily, the minute, the second you think you're humble, you're not. That's the irony of humility. It's also the truth.